0: Take your Bible, if you would, please. Second Timothy, chapter number 3 this morning. Second Timothy, chapter 3, verse 1. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters proud, blasphemers, disobedient parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded lovers of pleasure more than the lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For such are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, being led away with divers' lust, ever learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Paul says you can identify the last days by the society which inhabits it. Have you met anybody who loved themselves lately? Covetous boasters, proud and blasphemers. That's the six o'clock news. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Have we arrived? If you do not know that we've arrived, what hole did you crawl out of this morning? Without natural affection. Truce breakers. False accusers. Have you seen any of that in politics lately? (laughs) Incontinent. Without any self restraint. Especially in sexual activity, incontinent, fierce beheadings on the news, Christians slaughtered, innocent people shot, all in the name of ideology called Muslims. I wonder. Lovers of pleasures. I wonder if anybody going to a ball game today instead of church. Lovers of pleasure more than the lovers of God. You folk look at me like I wrote that. I'm just reading it. You want to get mad at somebody, get mad at the author. Not the guy that's reading it for you. Having a form of godliness. But denying the power of God thereof. I wonder when we get sick, do we call uh, Joshua Health Clinic before we call heaven? When we're broke, do we go to the bank and borrow money at a certain percentage rate or do we call heaven? who said, I will supply all of your needs according to it. Having a form of godliness. I'm just wondering, maybe we are that bunch that's ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of truth. Let's pray a little bit. I'll talk to you about the sin of indifference. Father today we love you, we thank you so very much. We're living in a very harsh, trying, troubling times. Lord it just seemed like everything's against God's people. And Lord it just seemed like society is drifting in the wrong direction. And Lord it just seemed like we sat around and think that we can't do anything about it. I read one time you said, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Lord, today I pray you'd help us as we discuss this subject. I pray that it would be received in the same spirit in which it is preached. I pray, Lord, that you'd please open our eyes to what's going on about us. And Lord, surely you didn't put us here just to accept the status quo. But Lord, what an opportunity there is today for somebody who will make a difference. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. In times like these, I heard a song one time said, we need a savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. But I would say to you today, in times like these, it is no time for indifference. Just accept how everything is and how everything's going. Today's not a good day To be apathetic about anything in the world. Apathy is the lack of interest or concern, especially regarding matters of great importance. I don't imagine I've ever lived in a more apathetic age in which we're living today. Loans that don't bother me, we're just not going to confront it. Loans that don't bother us, we're not going to say anything about it. Loans that stays off our property, it's somebody else's business. I believe we're living in the most apathetic age that I can ever remember in my 77 years of being on this Earth. Apathy. a lack of concern about anything except what belongs to us. Do you feel like having a good time? You look like it. Indifference, the definition would be a lack of emotion or feeling. Apathy is making decision. Indifference is feeling good about it. Hello. Someone has said, the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. The opposite of art is not ugliness. It's indifference. The opposite of faith is not heresy. It's indifference. And the opposite of life is not death. It's indifference. Because if you're indifferent to things about you, you're dead while you're alive. The thing about indifference is it rubs off on you. It's becoming satisfied with the status quo. It's kind of like I read today, the indifferent are indifferent to the indifference that is about them. And while things get gradually worse, gradually worse, we grow more indifferent. But what we need to realize today, indifference is a killer. It is a killer to relationships. Show me a husband that is indifferent to his wife's needs and I'll show you a fella that's going to be eating at McDonald's soon. Indifference has settled in on us. Indifference is a killer of relationships. It's a killer of marriages, if you please. Uh, Indifference is a killer of children. Indifference of children's needs. I think some of we men need to teach our boys how to walk. If you find a Wolfenbarger walking like. Kick him real hard where the sun don't shine. (laughs) Women today has put on their britches. And started walking like this behind the plow. You didn't like that? I lose a lot of sleep over that tonight. (laughs) Indifferent bless your heart. And I think things are gradually, gradually getting worse and indifference about us is killing relationships and killing our marriages and literally destroying our children and killing our churches. It kills corporations. It kills countries. And I say it's time for God's people to get passionate about times like these. When men shall be lovers of their own selves. When men and women are become covetous and boasters and proud and blasphemers and disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. I think it's time we woke up to the indifference that is about us and begin to make a difference somehow or another. You see... I think there's three challenges to each of us in the matter of indif- indifference today. For instance, there's three challenges that I'm confronted with every day as things come down my pike. And as I minister here at the Joshua Baptist Church, as I live, as I try to be a decent husband and a decent daddy, there's challenges that comes my way. And uh, the challenges that challenge my indifference to the situations that arise. And one of those challenges is, and I have the right to just withdraw and leave it alone. And by leaving it alone and just withdrawing, I'm shouting real loud, no, I'm not going to get involved. You know, I was reading today of Apostle Peter in Matthew chapter 26, verse 74. The Bible says, then he began to curse and swear, saying, no, I do not know the man. Indifferent, Peter withdrew and said, I do not know the man. The Bible said that the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered what the Lord had said and went out and wept bitterly. Oh yes, I can look at society and I can look at things the way they're going. I can look at our church and I can just say, well, I don't want to get involved. I'm not singing in a choir. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to sit right here and do nothing, and be indifferent to the situation, and by doing that, you're just saying no, and you're withdrawing, you're saying no, I don't know the man, he's not worth serving, he served me, he died for me, but I'm not going to live for him. Yep. We all are confronted with that. Or in our indifference, we can look at the way things are, and we can just play it safe, and go along with the crowd, and just fit in. Become like everybody else and sing the song. I'm going to sit right here and groove, the, grieve the Holy Spirit. I shall not be moved. Just be indifferent. Settle in. Don't buck the tide. Don't preach against sin. Don't stand for anything, but fall for everything. What do they call it? Wife, what does Fox News uh, says there? You tell. I watch it a lot. <laughs> fair and balanced. As long as you're fair and balanced, that's all we need—just fair and balanced. I wonder who determines the scale. Who says what's fair and who says what's balanced? Uh, So we can just fit in with everybody. Uh, We can just uh, kind of, you know, go along with everything. But I like what the Apostle Paul said. I don't know. Sometime I read this book and it gets me in a lot of trouble. Galatians 1 and 10. For do I now persuade men or God? Do I or do I seek to please men? Then he said, for if I please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. I don't think I'm one of them go-along kind of guys. I don't think I'm just going to go along with the crowd. I think we need to tell men when they're lovers of their own selves. I think somebody needs to shout out against covetous and boasters and proud and blasphemers and uh, traitors and heady and high-mindedness and lovers of pleasure more than the lovers of God. But you're going to get somebody mad at you and they're going to get mad. They're going to get mad. Well, they'll get glad in the same britches they got mad in. Do you want an indifferent pastor? Do you want one that'll marry the gays and tell the unusual how gay it is to be queer? You want somebody just paint a picture and be indifferent to what's going on and just let society digress, digress, digress into the pits of hell? Is that what you want? I just wonder. Or maybe the other avenue that I can take, I can act upon the Word of God. You know, if we would not use this for our guide, we'd be a whole lot better off. If we'd use this as a parenting guide, we'd be a lot better off. Somebody says, well, CPS says you can't whip kids. I wish they'd have told my mom and daddy that. I just wish they'd have come to my house and told my daddy he couldn't whoop me. That would have made the movies amen I, I, I just I just wish somebody told my mama when she is whittling off them willow switches off them trees them two handed kind that you can't whoop jean with those and if my mom and dad was alive I'd turn them into CPS to this very day cause they have beat me from one end to the other and probably I needed more of it but you know we're we kind of indifferent to that kind of stuff. Uh, we've got to be political correct. Hmm? We can't call sin, sin anymore. Alcoholism is not addiction. It's a disease. Taking drugs is a problem in the brain. It's physical. We must do work on from the physical plane. And we can't call sin, sin anymore. We just, somebody has lulled us into being indifferent, yeah, right. apathetic. Yeah. So now we accept everything that comes down the pike. And because of that, we just sit about and do nothing I remember one time our Lord approached the fisherman and he said, Simon, launch out into the deep for a draught. A draught, I guess that means a lot of fish. Did you guys get a draught yesterday? Yes, okay. I think our pastor chooses the most beautiful days to go fishing and take the young people. When the wind is blowing 75 miles an hour out of the north, I called him and I said, what's going on? He said, well, you bet I'm not worried about being sunburned today. So I thought if you're going to be smart mouth, I'd just hang up on him. Launch out, Peter, he said. Launch out for a drought. And Peter, being Baptist like he was, said, well, I've fished all night long and have taken nothing. Watch this. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. You know what we can do about our apathy and our indifference? Nevertheless, no matter what society does, no matter what the folk next door do, nevertheless, Lord, at thy word, I'm going to be obedient. To you, I'm not going to withdraw from society. I'm not going to just go along with the crowd. I'm going to live by God's inerrant, infallible, eternal Word, and let God be true and every man a liar. Does anybody say Amen? So in these times, these perilous times, these troubling times, I think some things we need to do. Number one, we need to acknowledge the crisis that is about us. The Bible said we're living in perilous times. There is no doubt at all in my life that we're living in troublesome, dangerous, very worrisome times. I would say this morning, there's more guns in this auditorium right now than was in a saloon in the Old West. You're welcome. If the times is not bad, what are you doing toting? If everything's alright, then why are you healed? Now if I was big as some of you guys, I wouldn't care anything. I'd just, Justin, if I was big as you, I'd just choose everybody in here this morning and just whoop somebody. <laughs> just just cause somebody needs whooping. <laughs> I might pick the wrong guy, but at least everybody can see somebody getting whooped. So since I ain't got your size, I'm not toting. But if times are so good and everything is so safe and everything's so hunky-dory, what are you doing with a gun? We are living in perilous, dangerous, difficult, times. Now, I don't know if you know it or not, but you're raising kids when it's going to be hard to raise kids. Uh, we're living not only in perilous times in verse 1, we're living in very problem times in verses 6 and 4, 5 and 6. But what's even worse, we're living in prophetic times. Perilous, problem, prophetic times. Well, preacher, what are you talking about? Well, if you read Matthew chapter 24, the disciples came to Jesus and, tell us, tell us, Lord, what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? That's what they ask. Tell us, Jesus, what is going to be like when the end of the world is going to come, and when you're going to come, and the second coming of Christ, when the skies shall split and out of the east shall come the Lord on a white horse? Tell us, Lord, when all that's going to happen? And Jesus said, "Well, you shall hear of wars and rumors of war." For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Have you heard anything recently about Russia? North Korea? Afghanistan? Iraq? Turkey? Have you heard any of that? I'm glad Trump's president, not me but I'm glad he's president, not that other guy either. You say, which other guy? Oh, just any other guy. (laughs) What shall it be like, Lord? What society be doing? What will the world be doing? There'll be wars, rumors of wars. Nations shall rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines. There's little babies starving in Sudan today. By the hundreds and thousands, Around the world, people are going hungry, going to bed hungry. Little belly is swollen up. Lack of nourishment, famines and pestilence. We've got diseases that we've never had before. And I always get them. I go to the doctor and they say, well, you've got a very exotic virus There's not any more viruses like that. We don't have anything to cure it. Just go home and die. (laughs) And earthquakes in diverse places. Many false prophets shall deceive many. Watch Christian television just for a while. And man, they'll heal you from corns on your toes to leprosy of the left eyelid. All you got to do is keep those cards and letters coming, friends. Huh? Our jails are full of crooked preachers whose defrauded people over the airwaves. And the love of many shall wax cold, Jesus said. well, when you hear wars and rumors of wars and nations shall rise against nation, and kingdoms against kingdoms and famines arise and, and pestilence occur and earthquakes begin to rumble in divers places and many false prophets arise on earth's surface. What's next? The Son of Man shall appear in heaven and then you shall see him coming in the clouds with glory and power. Praise God. We need to awake, bless your heart, and acknowledge we're living in a crisis. Boy, I'll tell you, I'm going to have to be real careful in raising my grandkids in the day in which we live. Because it won't be long till Dr. Spock and Dr. Doubt It and Dr. Ain't Never Done It start telling me how to do it. Kind of like Bill Gothard. I don't know if you folk remember him. Bill Gothard went all over this country uh, teaching about young people. And I went one time and he started telling me how to deal with a pregnant wife and him not married. (laughs) Well, they later called him with somebody else's wife. Are you listening to me? It's about time we acknowledge the crisis. This world is a stinking mess. And if you're putting all your attention in this stinking mess, how are you going to come up with anything except another stinking mess? Write that down. We'll do that. Maybe we need to acknowledge the crisis, then admit our condition. You know, we could be part of the problem. Yeah. Just a quick look this morning on my desk. One magazine. One. This is what I read. In our quick look at a magazine at our condition, sixty-eight percent of Christian men watch pornography. Disney's decision to include a gay scene in Beauty and the Beast. Take your kids and watch that. That would be so good. How about rent a womb? surrogate mother for gay men couples. Things are great, aren't they? Now, this magazine's not from 10 years ago. It's this month's edition. Muslim militants bomb church, 45 dead and 119 wounded. Did you see that on ABC, BCS, all BUL or B-U-L-L? They're just keeping us indifferent and ignorant. Gender revolution. Transgender. I personally don't understand it. I can't think of anything more repulsive. Than kissing a man, maybe kissing a dog. On the south end, going north. I tell you what, I do understand. Male and female created he, them. Hmm. That's today. President of American College for Pediatrics said You don't treat medical conditions by putting people, especially children, on toxic hormones and cutting off healthy body parts. Then there's drugs. Political correctness, disrespect for authority. Yeah. Maybe our indifference has made us a part of the problem. Yeah. Our condition. needs to be admitted if you're lost today why is it so hard to admit that you're lost the same reason it's hard for some folks to admit they're a man because that's how God created them we have a rebellious nature have you ever noticed that Hmm? and the roughest thing in the world to do is not to get a person saved, but get an American lost. And if you're lost, well, just admit it. If your love for Jesus Christ has grown cold, why don't you just confess it? And if you're not doing anything, to try to help somebody else get saved. Admit it. And our problem is total indifference to God's Word, God's will, and God's way. And we are where we are because of our indifference To thus saith the Lord. And all of God's people said, Oh, me? But ain't that the truth? Let me close. You said, Please do. We need to acknowledge the crisis, we need to admit our condition, and lastly, We need to awake to the cause. God saved us to make a difference. God made a difference in our life, did He not? The Bible said, if any man be in Christ, he's what? A brand new creature. All things are passed away, behold, all things become new. We need to awaken to the cause. Ephesians chapter 5 says, it's time to wake out of a sleep. Christ shall give us light. And I believe with all my heart, like that young lad, David, who stood on the brink of the hill that day, looked down over the valley and saw that big, ugly, giant Goliath defying the armies of God. Any of you remember that story? You remember that story? Defying the armies of God. And David got all intense as he looked around at the indifference and the apathy of all the soldiers of Israel. Did you know that the mighty men, the valiant men were there hiding in the foxholes. But they were indifferent to the things that was going on around them. And David got all whooped up and he got all passionate and he got all stirred about it. And his big brother said, David, sit down, shut up. You're not big enough to do anything about that. David said, is there not a cause? In the light of what I read, is there not a cause? When our little boys and girls are looking in the mirror and seeing what they like to see instead of what they really are, is there not a cause? Amen. Indifference is killing us. Amen, sir. I don't involve. I don't get involved. It's killing us. David stood up that day. It was a dangerous day. Goliath was take his head if he could. It was a dedication day. David said, I'll take care of this guy. It was a determinant day. It was a decision day. Now I wonder, could I awaken you and I to the cause. The love of God should be the greatest cause of all. Amen. Paul said, The love of Christ constraineth us. Death is a great cause. The Bible said it is appointed unto every man once to die. You know you're dying? You think you're living, but you're not. You're just dying. You say, I'm not dying, really. Only God knows you could be dead for supper this evening. You're dying. It's appointed unto every man once to die. Years ago, when I was working as a tool and die maker, I made a decision to witness to everybody in the die shop, and everybody that had hired to come into the die shop. Since I was foreman and I was running the dye shop, I thought I'd just try to win everybody to the Lord to come into the die shop. young black man hired in one night. And I said, well, I'll, I'll get to him before the night's over. Something got busy and I didn't get a chance and probably got scared and didn't walk over to him and ask him about being saved. Next day he didn't come to work. I asked where he was. He got run over and killed that night. I bet there's still blood on my hands. When I get to heaven, Christ is going to say, let me see your hands. You too busy? (laughs) Because if we don't warn the wicked of the way and they die in their wickedness, their blood will I require at your hands. Hell is a great cause for me to get involved. I read one time in hell he lift up his eyes being in torment. The Bible said, Whosoever not found written in the book of life shall be cast into the lake of fire. Oh, I'd hate to know that I was so indifferent to the needs of my own family. I'd let them die and go to hell. All because it might be embarrassing to talk about Jesus. You want to know why society is degraded like it it is? Because Christians have become so indifferent. So silent with the message of Christ. So Dead. To the things of the Bible. Like death. Hell. The love of God. Christ's command. Is a great cause. He said go ye into all the world. And do what? Preach the gospel to every creature. What a cause. Eternity. Is a biblical cause. Awake to the cause. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is a, what kind? Eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In times like these, people need a Savior. In times like these, our homes need an anchor. In times like these, we need to wake up from our indifference and be what God would have us to be.